0: In a few minutes at the top of the hour, it's national security this week, and Rich and I have mentioned this a couple of times, that uh, this will be the final national security this week. At least that's what the plan is now, unless we can talk John into doing something else. John Olson is in with us to talk about that. John, uh, good morning. Thanks for coming in a few minutes early today. You bet, Jeff. You bet. Boy, it's been a three-year run yeah. coming to a close right now. Uh, and you've—I've always been kind of amazed by the things you have going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I teach, and you, all these things as a retired person, you know, you write books, you have an author, uh, you got the show. You, um, boy, just a lot of things going on. Let's talk about the last show uh, and what brought this about. Is it? A a matter of just, I know it takes a lot of work to put this on. Is it a matter of burnout? Or? It, it, it really, it, honestly, it really is.
1: I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, doing this show every week with you uh, for the last three years. I think in in, uh, in three years, we've only missed three shows. <laughs> well, otherwise, we've been on every single week. Uh, it, it, is, uh, it has been an intense pace uh, trying to keep that up every single week. I mean, part of it is you, you have to find guests uh, who are willing to schedule uh, in advance and get on the show. Uh, then you have to do all the research for the topics uh, that they are experts at, so I have to try and get, become a little bit of an expert on those topics as well so I know what kind of questions to ask. And so it's just been, uh, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I really thoroughly love talking about national security issues, uh, but preparing the show every single week for the last three years years—it's it, just yeah, it's it's gotten to be
0: a little a little tiring. Yeah, we started it off <laughs> with a, a half hour show, uh, which be, because of that reason, it's like, okay, can you do a half hour? Can you do a full hour? Does it does it merit that? Um, and within about two or three weeks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's do an hour yeah, show. Yeah. And even now, you mentioned so many times that that hour just flies it, right it by. It really does. It really does. And and a lot of that has to do with you know
1: the guests that we. It, it took us, I'd say you know, a couple of months to sort of get some street cred for this show. Uh, and then we started to get some some kind of heavy hitters that we've had on here. Uh, I mean, you and I sat across the table from John Brennan, former director mm-hmm. of the CIA, when we, inter- <laughs> when we interviewed him for that one show. We've had Dr. Fiona Hill. We've had lots of other, uh, you know, really well-known people in the national security world uh, join us on this show. And you have to be prepared for those shows. Uh, you really do. And And to tap into their experience over the course of 30 minutes clearly was not going to work. I mean, we figured that out very quickly. (laughs) Uh, And the fact that you were willing to give me a shot at at doing this show uh, when we first sat down in in early December of, uh, of 2020. I, I deeply appreciate uh, having had the opportunity to do this, and it has been a lot of fun every single Wednesday to sit here, you know, with you uh, on the other side of the uh, of the table here as we're interviewing uh, guests and whatnot about all these different topics in national security. I, I've really had a lot of fun doing
0: this show. You, you know, initially, John uh, said, you know, I don't want I don't want to be a burden. I'll, you know, teach me how to run the system, and we'll be fine. And after about one or two shows, like, no, I'll just sit here, and <laughs> sit in <laughs> on the whole operation, you know, because i I love the show. I'd be listening to it anyway uh, but you have you had a I guess any one or more group of guests that uh, that really stand out for you What has what has oh. been your favorite shows it,
1: it, it's I, I would be it would be very difficult for me to say I had a specific show that was a favorite uh, from a personal experience and a professional standpoint I like I mentioned the the two guests dr. Fiona Hill I mean, she is a, a true expert on Russia and Vladimir Putin. I mean, it would be hard to find somebody more qualified to talk about uh, Russian national security challenges and whatnot and, and Vladimir Putin directly uh, than Fiona Hill. She's she's met him. She's sat next to him at dinners. I mean, she speaks fluent Russian. She's, she's really impressive. And and as I mentioned, uh, former director of the CIA, John Brennan. I mean, you've done lots of interviews over the course of your career. Uh, I had done lots of interviews with this show, and if you remember when we sat across the table from him, his ability to wrap things quickly and succinctly and to roll from one topic to the next. It was just, it was like it was like a master
0: class in, in it how, was.
1: To, how to give an interview.
0: <laughs> it absolutely was, folks. And that was up at the St. Paul, uh, what is that called? Yeah, uh, University Club up in St. Paul. University Club in St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, we were up in the uh, top floor of that little room there. That's, right. uh, that was an interesting, uh, yeah. interesting show, and I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed, a couple of months ago, you had a retired four-star general who was a commander oh, yeah. of a couple of, two different theaters of operations.
1: Yeah, General Joseph Otell, who's a, a native Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. Uh he, he commanded US Special Operations Command and then was asked to uh to take over another combatant command and that was US Central Command. So he was responsible for the operations in Afghanistan and uh and Iraq and Syria all at the same time. Uh, he he, incredibly impressive individual he now leads uh, business executives for national security Uh, so all these you know corporate uh, leaders uh, who are deeply uh, interested in american national security challenges and opportunities he leads that organization and and helps uh, you know advocate on behalf of american national security interests uh, for for the business community
0: and what impressed me most about him is uh, not so much uh, That was very impressive. But you uh, you booked these several months in advance, and you had mentioned uh, to a couple of guests that you'd had prior to that that yeah, I've got General Votel coming on in a couple of weeks, and they they're like jaws dropped. Oh, he's the most wonderful guy. Yeah, that was impressive, and and the most uh, you know just a most competent leader. Uh, Very, uh, yeah, yeah. very. And and
1: we've had a number of those folks on. uh, Listeners probably have been keeping track of what's been happening. Uh, with the war in Ukraine, and uh, if you remember, we had uh, Lieutenant General Ben Hodges on relatively early in, in the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, he's on TV all the time these days uh, as uh, as an expert on ground combat operations. He'd been uh, previously in command of U.S. Army Forces Europe uh, before he retired. Uh, so he has studied the, the Russian problem and uh, and is and still doing that every single day. Mm-hmm. I, he was just... Just on TV last night on, I think it was, uh, it might have been CNN or MSNBC or one, of, I can't remember which, uh, it might have been uh, P-Best News or I can't remember for sure. But it was like 1.45 a.m. for him over in <laughs> Germany and he's on the TV talking uh, with with
0: the uh, the folks about the situations. So. And, and, you know, I don't watch TV news very much at all, but I've seen him two or three times. Right, right. He pops up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do. Uh, let's let's take you back to the uh, very first show. Do you remember that day? <laughs> uh, I, I do.
1: In fact, uh, in fact, the guest that we had on on our very first show was was Tom Hansen, uh, who is the diplomat and in president in residence, sort of a professor of practice up at the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth at the Elworth Institute. Uh, he was kind enough to come on and do the very first show with us. And that was when we had decided we'd, we'd see how, how well 30 mm-hmm. minutes worked. And that 30 minutes went by just like that. <laughs> and we barely tapped into Tom's uh, true knowledge and experience that day. So that became it became pretty obvious that we needed to change. Yeah. But that very first show uh, was on January 6th of 2021. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, I mean... I, you know, there, correlation, yes, you know, happened to be the same day. Causation, I won't take any blame for what happened later that day. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, don't let that happen again today, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. We want to get through this and through the Fair holiday enough. season. Yeah. And, and Tom
1: is, is kind enough, he was kind enough to come down and join us uh, for this last show today. So he's, mm-hmm. he's sitting
0: out in, in the lobby right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Let's talk about you, uh, John Olson, the author. You had uh, David Brunson last week uh, for the show. It's the first time I've met him, though. I've loved the books, you know, the series of books that I've written, The Command and uh, Control, that uh, how many books are out now? Uh, so eight of them have been released, uh,
1: and then a okay. number of short stories as well that are kind of linked to those stories, those, those novels. Uh, David and I actually started writing a, a decade ago to mm-hmm. get together. Um, we're both Naval Academy grads. He was two years ahead of me at Annapolis, class of 88. I was class of 90. We did not actually know each other at Annapolis. Uh, we met back here as part of the, uh, the Alumni uh, Association. And uh, David and I started writing together. It was sort of a, it, it took us a year to write our first book together. And then we sort of worked out, you know, a division of labor and, and you know, applying our, our respective expertise to certain parts of the book writing process. We've gotten it down now to when we sit down and start working out uh, a story arc and, and, and whatnot, we can actually produce an entire 400-page novel in about five to six months. Wow! So it's uh, it's it's been a work in progress all the way through. Uh, the ninth book uh, called "Covert Action" uh, launches in uh, March of next year. Mm-hmm. We are writing the tenth novel right now. Uh, that one will, we should have that one finished uh, pretty much by about uh, April. Uh, I mean, completely finished by April, and that'll come out I think next fall sometime. And then we we just recently signed another four book contract with that publisher, Severn River Publishing. And our first book manuscript is due to them in April of 2025. So we'll have a little bit of time off next year uh, to think through how we want to tackle the next series of stories. Uh, and then we'll start uh,
0: writing those, and they'll probably publish two a year, kind of a thing with them. You know, this is uh, kind of personal. I don't want to get make this too personal, but yeah. when when you're doing that, and you know, you finish your contract, and all of a sudden you've got books that are selling. I mean, you've yeah. got, you've got some leverage. Does that uh, make up for a better day as a, pretty much the same as it all uh, written in stone? If you're an author, this is what you get, or well, you, you get know, negotiate. It's, fu- it's
1: funny because uh, D- David and I, our first two books, we were unknown. Writers, unknown authors, Uh, we self-published those, and and they've done, you know, okay sales here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second two books, we actually signed uh, a contract with uh, St. Martin's Press, which is part of Macmillan uh, Publishing Group. Mm -hmm. And it was a traditional, you know, old-school, big business, uh, traditional publishing house kind of a contract where you get a big advance up front, and then you you get uh you know paid out over the course of the two book series that that we wrote for them and it, it was not it was a very i mean it was a great experience to go through it mm-hmm. but when we switched over to this new publisher it was uh it was a dramatically more fun experience a completely different structure in the contract and uh they, their business model at St. Martin's Press was how many hardbacks do we sell in bookstores? That was their sole measure of success. Mm-hmm. Whereas with uh, with Severn River Publishing, they have tapped into the modern way that most people buy and read books, and that's heavily through, through Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like their e-readers. And uh, we have sold now, I think we're closing in on about 150,000 books uh, of those, the first four books in the six-book series, the Command and Control series that you were just mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll get more sales uh, out of Covert Action uh, in, in starting in March, and then the last book is uh, Proxy War. Uh, And that'll come out probably
0: next fall sometime. So, so do you, uh, you know, you're retired 27 years, uh, Uh,
1: four years at Annapolis, then I was commissioned in the Navy and then almost 20 years, 21
0: years on active duty. So about a quarter century of my life spent uh, on active duty in the Navy. (laughs) You know, with all these things going on, do you consider yourself an author or retired?
1: (laughs) Honest to God, I I think of myself every single day as retired. So for me, everything that I have done since I retired in March of of 2011 has been, I've done it for fun. It's something Mm -hmm. I have personally chosen to do. Uh, this radio show, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was kind of on a bucket list to host a radio show. Uh, And you gave me that opportunity, and it has been a heck of a lot of fun the last three years to do this (laughs) show. Uh, Writing books was on the bucket list, teaching some college classes, which I've been doing off and on now for the last decade up at Carleton College. Uh, They were kind enough in the political science department to give me an opportunity to teach. Uh, I love it. I I love sitting in the classroom and, and talking about national security challenges and opportunities with the students. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's invigorating every single day that I get to do that with the students up there. When I come here to do the radio show uh, with you every week, it's been invigorating. It's its a tremendous amount of work, but it's been a lot of fun to do the show every week. Well, and, and then the writing is just, it's a great creative outlet uh, to do with my, my friend and and, uh, and writing partner, uh, David Bruns. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we appreciate your contributions. You know, that really, uh, your, your show, we, we pride ourselves in our local programming to get the best local programming that we can. And we get input from a lot of people in the community, whether it's uh, a specific uh, topic like yours, a national security, or a music, or or whatever we've had some wonderful contributions from a lot of good people. Uh you're sorely going to be missed and you were also uh instrumental in uh bringing about public policy this week I- at least in the beginning. Um and have been a guest host a-, a number of times, but that is also uh that one's not really being canceled as is re- retooled with Rich. So, yeah. yeah. We're going to keep that one going. but Thank thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to having Tom in here. Yeah.
1: We'll get started in a few minutes, about six, seven minutes, and and we'll cover a wide range of topics today.
0: Perfect. John, thank you again. Uh, John Olson, once again, host of National Security This Week. John will be back in in about seven minutes with uh, uh, National Security This Week, the final show. In the meantime, Rich is back. We'll have local news headlines next.
1: Start heating up your...